This is a Federal News Network podcast. Of all the IT modernization projects that are happening in government, only 13% of them succeed. To help raise that number, 18F, the Digital Services Office inside the General Services Administration, has released a guide pinpointing common areas of risk. For details, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman spoke with the acting director of product at 18F, Alicia Ruo. We developed these de-risking government technology field guides really to address that very astonishing statistic. There's a lot of common challenges that federal agencies face when designing and implementing agile software projects. And so what makes an IT project challenged? It looks over budget, they're late, they may not be meeting the intended goals, or maybe they are failing to meet a specific mandate or requirement. Oftentimes this happens because the folks responsible for planning and implementing this work on the public sector side don't possess that really deep domain expertise in technology development. And so what you see are very detailed requirements for this work being developed all up front. Inevitably, the facts will change as the work begins to be implemented. Another thing we see is that They may rely exclusively on the technical direction of the vendors that they hire, which can really lead to a conflict of interest in how the project is designed or what technical decisions are made. So the guides address all of those challenges, and they're really a compilation of what we've learned over the last six years, working with 100 federal agencies trying to modernize their IT. A lot of things to unpack there. One of the big considerations for agencies when they go through this guide and they look through all the considerations here is a really big decision of whether they should go the commercial route, a build and buy decision versus designing something in-house based on what you've found in working in this field and based on what's available here in the guide. What are some of the key considerations that agencies should make when making this decision? We really advocate that agencies should make that type of a decision, whether to build, to borrow or reuse code, or to buy something off the shelf, after the point that they've conducted a round of discovery research to really understand what their users need, what the policy requirements might be, what integration they might need to make with other systems or other technical realities. And this type of information is critical to driving a well-reasoned decision on what to build or buy. And I want to emphasize that this approach is really distinct from a traditional waterfall development of lengthy business requirements, which are often made in the absence of user research. So it's really important here that agencies begin to to truly talk to their users. At that point, once they have enough information to really understand what they ought to build or buy, they can begin to articulate the intended goals of the system. And that can look like designing a scope of work that really describes the work in terms of outcomes. And then they can find the right team to do it. So whether that's buying something off the shelf or hiring a team to build it out custom. What are some of the meaningful metrics for measuring agile development and making sure that things are going well in this rapid iterative way of doing things? Central to Agile is the delivery of value to end users and ensuring that maybe the most meaningful metric to any government IT project is answering the question, are we meeting the needs of our users to deliver the services that are aligned with our agency mission? What this looks like in Agile is building in an iterative way. So making sure that you're learning as you go 
really collecting feedback, using it to inform decisions as you go down the road of implementation, and ensuring that you're delivering value to end users incrementally. So that looks like weeks, not years. And typically an agile software team will be producing output every two weeks. And so making sure that you're seeing demonstrable output as you go. You've said a couple of times now about the value of getting that feedback from end users as developers are going along with these projects. Just to drill down on that idea a little bit further, what kind of feedback can end users give to improve the overall quality of the end product? The feedback that you get from your users is really dependent on the context of the work, but generally in agile projects, the development team, and that looks like a product owner, the programmers, and sometimes even user researchers are constantly collecting and incorporating feedback that they're getting from the end users of the system. And that repeated cycle of what we call iteration looks like designing a concept or a prototype testing it, getting that feedback, incorporating that feedback into the second version of the prototype and repeating. And that's really core to that agile framework. And so without that form of end user feedback, you're not actually doing agile. So let's say if you're redesigning a form for a web service, maybe the type of feedback you would get would look like users being unable to submit. So maybe they try to click a button and they can't do it. Or maybe they just don't understand what ought to happen next after they complete a workflow. So it really depends on what they're trying to do, but ensuring that you have that research and that user feedback built in is essential. Drilling down on something else that you had mentioned, the idea of of not everything needs to be code-wise built originally from the ground up, that there are some things like open source code that can really help with some of these projects. What are some of the benefits of agencies moving to open source code for some of these projects? It's definitely something more and more agencies are considering. Open source, by nature, allows you to reuse pre-existing code bases that have been tested by other agencies, states, businesses, or the public. Let's say you're trying to design and build something new. That, too, can be open source, and that could be reused by others. So it really um, serves an efficiency to not developing something new and reinventing the wheel every single time. Another benefit to open source code is that the agency will own their own code. And that really helps with preventing vendor lock-in. So let's say that a company designs and builds you a proprietary piece of software. Oftentimes we see that agencies are locked into that code. And anytime they want to make a change or have a change request, It costs a lot, maybe even more than the initial cost of the software project to even make just a small change. So open sourcing your code allows you to make those changes without being locked in to a specific vendor. Sometimes it can actually improve the quality of the product. There's a giant open source community of programmers and designers out in industry. And this approach really invites feedback and participation from those folks. Changing gears here a little bit. I've seen a number of agencies these days move towards more of an incremental approach for funding some of these projects. How can this incremental approach to funding projects mitigate some of the risks in all of this? You know, if you think about it, a several hundred million dollar bet with a single contractor is an extremely risky way to try to deliver your mission through software. And usually the government doesn't have resources in place to really oversee and direct the contractors work very closely and effectively when it's at that scale. 
So an agency can instead make smaller bets and they can build functionality iteratively with multiple different contractors. That way, if one piece of the puzzle fails or if one contractor is not performing well, it doesn't tank the entire effort. And now that we have technology in a place where we can use APIs to integrate between different systems, connecting these modules becomes trivial. So uh, over time, if an agency wants to change one piece of functionality of the system, it's much simpler to do so connected through APIs rather than a replacement of an entire legacy system. So that's really the crux of what we see. Incremental approaches to designing software and also to buying software can help de-risk the success of this work. Alicia Ruo, Acting Director of Product at 18F at the General Services Administration, speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.